0: Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. State of the Suns, driven by Sonic Drive-In. Mmm, Sonic. Burns and Gambo take you inside the Suns' front office and talk with a key decision maker. This week, that key decision maker is the key decision maker. James Jones, president of basketball operations and general manager of the Suns for his now weekly visit here with us on the Bernstein Gambo Show. And as always, we say good afternoon, James, and thank you for coming on for a few. You know we appreciate it. Yeah, man,
1: I look forward to it. Thanks for having me. Uh, Thank you for being with us. I want to first start off with the passing of Paul Silas, a a former Suns player, a former Suns assistant coach. And then he was you. You came a few years as a player after he had left Phoenix, but then he was with Charlotte and New Orleans and Cleveland and Charlotte again. So I'm sure your your paths had crossed at some time. I thought it was very emotional last night to see Monty and and Paul's son, Stephen, hugging after the game. I thought it was very emotional and you could see how much Monty cares about, about Steven and how much love there was for Paul Silas.
2: I mean, well, you know, it's, it's crazy because even though he, was, he played years before me, um, when, when I got into the NBA, you know, everyone knew who Paul Silas was. And, and if you played long enough, he made sure you knew who he was. Um he has a genuine love for all all the players and all the coaches and everyone that that has anything to do with this game um and uh genuinely was just a just a great human being and it's tough when you see guys like him who who benefited from playing this league and did so many things and then they poured their life back into it and to the coaches and players that come after them. So, um, you know, he, he, that's another good one that we lost. And, and you know, our, our prayers and, and thoughts go to him and his family.
0: Yeah, I, I, that was quite a moment last night between Monty and Steven when that game really was, was over. I, I got to imagine that was, a, that was a tough thing for Steven to coach through. And you could just see it on his face how, how much that win probably meant and probably how much that moment meant for him.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's tough. that's the part of sports where um, for a moment you get a chance to just kind of forget where you are, but you can't forget those types of things. So it's, you know, like we said, a lot of times it just puts things into perspective. You really relish and cherish the opportunities you have to play this game with the people who you who you love and respect.
1: Uh, there's a there's a lot of games left. You guys uh, suffered your fifth straight loss last night. You're sixteen and twelve. No Devin Booker again. You're still without uh, cam uh, Johnson and no trade for Jay. You've been very shorthanded. Uh give me your impressions during this five game losing streak. Any reason to panic at all?
2: No, you can't panic. Um, you know there' we've had our chances in some of them, and some games we haven't had a chance. Um, you know, you can't get down to, to good teams early and consistently. Um, but, you know, it's been a struggle for us. And, you know, we don't make any excuses. You know, we know that, you know, where we are, we're fortunate to have, have started well. And uh, we're still in a good position. But, you know, there are a lot of areas where we can improve and we need to improve. And, you know, that'll happen. But for right now, we just have to focus on being able to start games strong, you know, get Chris off to a good start. And give ourselves a chance on the road.
1: If Chris is no longer capable of being that number two guy, we've seen some great games by Mikhail this year. We've even seen some great games individually by DeAndre Ayton this year. But take me back to your playing days. How hard is it for somebody to develop into that, that second guy consistently to be that number two guy to Devin Booker? How hard is it for a young player to develop into that?
2: I mean, it's difficult for any player, um, but definitely for young guys. Um, but it's, it's not something you can predict. You know, if, if they haven't been in that position, uh, they just have to keep hammering away at it. And you have to keep encouraging them and pushing them to do it. And, and it'll, it'll break. I mean, it, it, takes, it takes work ethic and desire to be that type of player. And Mikael has that. So with that, um, I think he can be that. I think he's shown glimpses. And we understand that we're not going to be able to rely on Chris every night. Uh, to be that, that number two guy and one of our guys, DeAndre or Michelle step up.
0: James Jones, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo show. How would you rate your level of concern over Chris right now and how he's played in these four games since coming back from the injury?
2: Um, I'm, I'm not concerned. There's, there's four games. Um, it's, after being out for 15 games, you know, I, we expected him to have some some ups and downs, and he's had those. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty confident tomorrow in L.A., um, he'll be ready, he'll be locked in, and, and, and he'll be playing well.
0: As a former player and now as an executive, is there a number of games in your mind that you you just sort of budget for it's going to take him X number of games to kind of get back to where he needs to be, whether it's five or ten? Do, do you have that number in your mind?
2: I mean, I, I think the way the season goes right now, you play every other day. I, I'm I'm expecting it's probably going to take you 10 to 14 days to really get back into a rhythm. So, if, if I, I wouldn't be surprised if it takes him six six to eight games to really find his footing and his condition.
1: Let's talk about defense, because you guys uh, have been a staple. Defensively, it's one of the things that is keyed the run these last couple of years is the versatility you guys have defensively. It seems like defending the paint has been an issue for this team during this losing streak.
2: Oh, it is. I mean, if, if you're not protecting the paint, um, you know, you give up second chance points, second chance opportunities. Um, it allows you, you know, teams to have a lot of space on the perimeter for three-point shooting. Uh, we just haven't been, we haven't been fun- uh, fundamentally sound in those areas consistently. And uh, the stretches where we are doing it well allows us to call back into games. But to start games and at critical moments, we just haven't been there consistently. And so, until you fix that. Uh, this This game's filled with too many great offensive players. If you get down early, uh, it's really tough to come back.
0: Are you happy with the level of physicality that your team is playing with right now?
2: I think we're trying i mean it's I am you know we we're 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 be down we're we're under we're undermanned undersized uh you know fighting you know the last three three of the like two of our last couple opponents new orleans boston, big physical teams that's the way they play. Um, I thought the you know, Boston game, the New Orleans game, we struggled. The second New Orleans game, you know, we played with more force, and so we have a ways to go. But you know, we, we're we're trending in the right direction, um, you know, as far as our our ability and our willingness to to compete with those those bigger teams.
1: Yeah, that was a, a, that was impressive. The second game against New Orleans, you guys really fought. You battled hard. It, it was a good game. You gave yourself a chance to win as shorthanded as you were. I want to ask you if you have an issue with the way Friday's game against New Orleans ended with the Nance dunk. And then uh, when they got the ball back with a 1.2 seconds left, Zion dunked it. There was a little scuffle afterwards amongst the players and, and things like that. But you as a former player and now a, a GM, do you, did you have an issue with how they handled the end of the game?
2: Um, people, different people have different, you know, takes on it. For me, you know, I think as long as the clock's going, the game's going. Um, you know, you can, you can choose to, to take the air out of the ball, not take a shot. You can go and you can, you can score a bucket. Um, it's really irrelevant. At the end of the day, if you win the game, you don't care if they score. If you lose the game, you just lost by two more points. I so try not to make a big deal out of, uh, out of actions that are actually legal.
0: James Jones, our guest on the Burns and Gambo show for his weekly segment. All right, given where you are injury wise, if if it's all right, I'd like to ask you a couple of questions about the guys and and where you think they might be in terms of their ability to play. Do you think you're going to have Devin Booker back tomorrow night?
2: Um, you know, I mean, we're hopeful Devin can go tomorrow. Uh, we'll we'll see with him. And as far as DeAndre and, and Cam, who you know banged up last night, they're still going. They're going under evaluation. So. Uh, Hopefully we get a little more clarity with with them in the next couple of hours.
0: Okay, so with them, it's still kind of unsure, but with Devin, you're hoping tomorrow. Where are things with Cam Johnson right now? How is he feeling? How is he doing in his comeback? And Has anything really changed the timetable for his return, potentially? No, it hasn't. His his, his timetable is uh, what we set it out. Early. so one to two months, and that was about a yeah. month ago, give or take. So maybe another about five, five, weeks, five, weeks ago. Five weeks ago, so you're still on about a, another three weeks or so is when you're expecting Cam. Is when you're hoping, I should say, Cam might yeah, be better for you that's, guys. That's the hope. Okay, and, and he, he's doing
1: well. So, J- James, you were a part of a lot of good second units. Uh, played a long time in the NBA. Good role, good role player. Played on great teams. When, when I when I look at the way the second quarter started for you last night, Damian Damian Lee, he's new. A Koji, he's new. Biz wasn't here last year to start this season. Ish Wainwright, you know, was a guy who didn't get a lot of play in time, and yet Cameron Payne, uh, you know, they, they had a big thirteen nothing run in that second quarter. How long does it take for a group of players that really doesn't have, uh, you know, the cohesiveness of playing together, to really start to gel and figure each other out? Um, it, I mean, I would say it, it usually takes. Um, you, you just need consistent
2: minutes. If that's, you know, five, six games with a consistent group, um, you know, it's not complicated. When you come off the bench as, as a player, you're just trying to execute the game plan, not make mistakes and play with energy, right? You know, you'll play six to seven minutes max together. And that's, a, that's an effort group. And so as, as long as our guys are in sync and they're they're playing hard, I think energy feeds off of each other. And, you know, it's, uh, when you're, when you're a primary ball handler, like if you're a campaign, it may take longer because you're setting the table for everyone. But for the rest of those guys, you know, Biz, Josh, they just come in and, and they just get to their spots and they play hard and, and, and they're usually positive when they do that.
0: James, as always, you know, we appreciate the time and the conversation. Thank you for stopping by for a few minutes. We always look forward to it. We'll talk to you next week. Okay.
2: All right. Thanks, Jens.